Welcome to episode 34 of Void Video. I'm your host, Evan Jordan, a.k.a. That Evan Jordan on Twitter. And I'm Nick, a.k.a. Agent Relic on Twitter. And today, we're diving straight into VHS 94, and we're going to go full spoilers on this one. We're going to talk about every segment from start to finish, including the framing story. Uh, yes, but uh, if you want a spoiler-free review on the website, I wrote, uh, I have a written spoiler-free review of VHS 94. Yeah, I'll link that in the description. Go check that out if you're if you're piecing out on the episode because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and we just figured it'd be hard to talk about because they're all... Well, so one of them's like 40 minutes, but most of them are 10 to 15 minutes long. Yeah. That it's hard to talk about without spoiling this. We just figured we'd go through them and talk about what we liked and what we didn't and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although for this one, uh, there's not a lot that I really have complaints about. <laughs> Yeah, this by far, segment for segment, I think is my favorite of the VHS movies. Like, there's all the others have at least a segment I don't like, you know? And this one, I liked all of them. Yeah, me too. And I think the, the framing stories are always the hardest to get right. It's always the one I like the least because it's just, it's there. They have the hardest job, arguably, trying to make that all tie together. And it's just really hard to do. And it often feels forced, I think. Yeah, and it's like, do they make the framing story around the segments, or do they just, like, slap it on at the end or the beginning, and, like, like is is that in mind at all when they're making right. the shorts? I doubt it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the, the, you know, the people who are turned loose on the shorts don't really have to adhere to much, so the person who has the framing story just kind of has to make it work, I would imagine. Yeah, and I, I had seen something, an article about, like, how people think that this VHS 94 was made just to highlight Timo segment. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but, I mean, it would kind of make sense that they're just like, oh, this it, is a really... Well, his is, the like, what, four times as long as the other ones? Yeah. Well, his, uh, in VHS 2 as well, it was, um... Much longer. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say it's over 30 minutes, isn't it? And the rest yeah, of them, and are... maybe that's why they did this because, like, if you uh, most people, that's their favorite segment. I feel like in VHS too. Yeah, at least most of our friends that we we've, we've talked to, that's what they always say is their favorite. Yeah, on the found and footage, it's really good. Yeah, on the found footage episode, I believe Kelly brought it up. Yeah, she did. She did, and specifically, like, I wanted to highlight that segment because it's 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 so good. Like, it's startling. That segment is still startling even on a rewatch. Yeah, so I'm sure, like, but, Timo approached somebody and he's like, hey, I got a new idea for a VHS segment, here's what it is, and they're like, alright, let's do it. <laughs> and just like, right. who else can we get? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it really, it turned out really well. Like, all the other ones they got are solid segments, and and uh, I guess we'll go into how it begins, which is uh, with the SWAT team, as they're uh, gonna raid this, this warehouse for drugs, and I, I don't are there ever even any drugs found? No, I don't think that, so. <laughs> it's it's turned out to not be a drug raid. It's like a they find well, they think it's drugs, but like it's not. It's some weird culty shit, cult, like for yeah. TVs and and computer screens and shit, and all these tapes and everything laying around, and uh, kind of like the in the other VHS, you know, it, this one's just in a warehouse versus in a sketchy like suburban house, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I really like it. Like just from even the opening, it's like. The, the 1994 the, the year plays into it like visually like it looks yeah. like you know an old school on footage movie i think that definitely yeah that definitely helped like the sell the grounded you know found footage part of it like because it they really nailed the 90s i think uh vibe of it right from the start yeah and it's the framing story like is definitely my least favorite part 
but also they don't spend a lot of time on it, so it's not like in- yeah. intrusive and didn't hinder my enjoyment very much. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely I think that my least favorite one as well. But like you said, it's any time it cuts back to it, it's only four or five minutes long at the most, you know. So it's you're not seeing a whole lot there. You're just getting glimpses of what's happening. Yeah, it's just like trying to feed you to the next one as quick as possible. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it and it in that sense, it I I think works well it gets you from from segment to segment quick and effectively you know yeah and just like how it transitions to that opening segment too of like it sees a tv and then it's like a news report and it like cleanly transitions straight into the first yeah. short i really like that yeah that was the best transition and it the way that it i guess with that we can we can uh slide on into the first one which is storm drain yeah uh, which was directed in- yeah directed by chloe okuna yeah and so this one is, is, like he said, it starts with the news report, and it feels exactly like a news report. Like, it's they nailed the, like, the, the way all the graphics work, the way the pacing works, the setup of the location and everything. Like, it's all the, perfect. And, like, the they have, like, their uh, studio voice on, like, when they talk, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, because later on, like, it goes away from the studio voice, and it's interesting that it's, like, you know, they're, they're clearly playing it up as a news report, you know? they're playing it as like oh i'm on tv i gotta be this proper voice but then like when the shit hits the fan it's like all right no no more of that (laughs) yeah yeah you can tell they're scared now and fuck the news at this point you know like (laughs) this is the remarkable story of the rat man westerville's very own loch ness monster it's a mystery that can only be told inside the cavernous tunnels beneath our feet i'm holly marciano channel six news but I did like how, like, you know, it's it's on on site reporting. Then it goes inside, and that and then like from the moment it goes inside, you're like, oh, something's wrong here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's like a yeah, exactly. There's like a tent in the that creepy guy. That's like his appearance shifted the tone dramatically. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so like the cameraman too is like a yeah. He like you can tell that as they're as the guy shows up, the the dirty dude shows up that's been living in there and, and is being sketchy. The cameraman's kind of like, fuck this. Like, I don't think we should be in here. This is weird. And Holly, the the reporter, is like, obviously trying to empower the story and get it, you know. Yeah, she's like one of the better story out of it. Yeah, like try hard <laughs> reporters. That's like, I got to get the scoop. Got to get the scoop through any means necessary, you know. <laughs> right, right. And she's like talking about how she's telling the guy, you know, I can help you. I can help you. And it's pretty clear. <laughs> This guy's not interested in any help that she has to offer. He's, like, tripping the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then they're uh, abducted and uh, brought into the sewer. Yeah. And that's, like, as soon as the camera cuts back on, because the camera cuts off for a minute, and then it, it cuts back on with them, like, in captivity. And you can tell, like, it's they're fucked. Their, their situation is very dire and... The camera, the girl's like screaming and, dis- and disoriented and doesn't know where she's at. And then, you know, quickly it's revealed that the camera guy's right there too. And then here comes Ratma. Yeah, Ratma. <laughs> I like, man, the Ratma was like, this is probably my second favorite VHS segment just because of that Ratma. That thing was cool as fuck. Like, yeah, the de- the design of that thing was so badass, and the and the actor who played it did the motions and stuff look so cool and creepy. Yeah, Thiago dos Santos, 
uh, he was the, like, he's a performer, they say, uh, that played Ratma. So it was like a person in a suit. Yeah, and the, the prosthetics and, the, and the, the practical effects they have applied to Ratma look just terrifying. It's so badass. Yeah. And it's there's an appearance from Brian Paul who is uh in in a he's kind of a, a character actor from horror movies. He's he's been in a, a good bit of stuff like Saw 3, Sea of Love, Get Rich or Die Trying. Uh good few movies and uh he shows up as this kind of pastor character. And I love that it instantly shifts it into you know there's a cult centered around this Ratma. As soon as like you you see how he's talking and he's like giving a sermon to the Ratma thing and it's like I just love the vibe. Yeah, and we talked about this on a another episode. I forget which one it is, but I love that there's no backstory. It's like it's just there, and like there's clearly this history to it, but we don't know what it is, and it almost makes it yeah. like more interesting that like we're thrust into the middle of the story instead of like right because like they're kidnapped and thrown right into the middle. It's not like slowly unveiled that Ratma's there. It's like yeah, bam, Ratma's here, and <laughs> like and it kind of opens it up for discussion of of what is this fucking thing? Where'd it come from? And, and you know, like it kind of leaves it up to the viewer to discuss the lore and create the lore. Yeah. And that's, that's impressive for, uh, cause I want to say this one's like 20 minutes ish. It's something like that. Maybe it's, it's maybe even less like with the, cause there's a commercial that plays at the end of it. And like the opening thing, like the opening news. Yeah. report. So like, well, yeah. And afterwards it cuts back to the news report. Remember? Cause the, 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 yeah. The girl, the reporter is the girl who's the, the co-host there, and she pukes all over the guy and says, like, hail Ratma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit was sick. But, uh, <laughs> I was curious about this, too. So, like, the cameraman, they're, like, trying to see if they're worthy to be, like, I guess in the cult, and, like, Ratma is trying to process them, or, like, see if you're worthy, and obviously she was because she didn't die, but the cameraman right. did die. Oh, yeah, Je- Jeff is fucked. Yeah, I well, think on the is, news report Jeff after, they even say, like, you know, he did not survive or whatever. He, yeah, they never found him down there. Like they said, they never found Jeff. His remains were never located. So yeah. I'm pretty sure Ratma ate him. Yeah, <laughs> Ratma. <laughs> <laughs> he was not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> he was worthy of being eaten, though. He was. He made a good meal, you know. Yeah, but not worthy of surviving. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it cuts back to the news report, and she's like, okay, and it like shows her being pulled out. It's like, oh, it's a miracle, you know. She got pulled out, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. And like as a viewer, you're like wait like how did she get out of there because there's like like as a viewer you're like there's no way she got out of there and then right. you know she vomits on him and says hail ratma and you're like oh that makes sense you know yeah it's like <laughs> this black bile and it's like yeah it's so darkly comedic and it just is the perfect tone <laughs> yeah it just it like sells the whole and it just makes the rest of the uh segment shine because you're just like oh, that was just like the payoff was worth it for that you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then right after that is when it kind of you can tell the people who, who were running the studio and stuff were like, what the fuck? And everything like glitches out and it, it cuts over to to the Veggie Masher, the commercial that was directed and edited by Stephen Kostansky. Yeah. Technology, the Veggie Masher turns your vegetables into a tasty, mm, mouth-watering paste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny too. It was like a, like a infomercial, you know, on a yeah. vegetable masher. A vegetable masher. Yeah, it's like so bizarre and it's like like following up everything that just happened you're seeing this guy like shout at you about how great this veggie masher is as it just smashes these vegetables to bits <laughs> yeah it was 
Legendary. And I didn't know it was directed by Stevie Kostansky until the credits. And then I saw his name. I was like, wait, what was Veggie Masher? And then I like put it together. <laughs> like, oh, that was the commercial. That's great that they brought him in just to do that commercial. Yeah. You know? Like, does he approach them and like, hey, I want to do this dumb commercial for it? Or yeah, I'd love to know the story behind that of how, how he ended up doing the commercial. Yeah. Maybe uh, Stephen Kostansky, if you're listening, uh, write an article about how you got involved in this. <laughs> We'll ask Bree. She's best friends with Stephen Kostansky now, so we'll ask her. <laughs> and uh, it cuts back to, to Holy Hell for a second as the the officers are kind of going deeper into the building, and then that's when they come across the like the church room or whatever with the big screen. It's like it's like a theater church kind of. Yeah. Which cuts into and then, yeah Simon Barrett's segment, who is a VHS alum. He's done a segment in all three. I don't know about viral. Did he do one in viral? No, I mean all three of the, yeah. That's why I said all three. VHS, VHS2, and... Uh, and 94, VHS yeah. viral's like the black sheep of the of the franchise, Definitely. and a lot of people are like... I, I haven't seen it, so I can't say, but I was just thinking yeah, of like I, the main three entries. I think it's a super fun watch still. You know, like, it's... it's Definitely way more over the top, and they, they didn't go for the groundedness of the, of the first two, I think, but it... Man, it's just a blast. There's some crazy shit that happens in that movie. Like, a magician with a magic cape fights a SWAT team, and, like, skaters bash in these, like, skeleton warriors in the desert and stuff. This, like, skeleton cult. Like, it's just crazy. It's fun to watch. Yeah, but he he has done a segment in all, or, uh, not viral, but the other three. So. Yeah. But you, uh, the other two he had done with Adam Wingard, and Adam uh, was not involved in this one, so it's his first solo outing. And yeah, it's, and it's great. I'm trying to think of how it, how did it open it? So it opened with her like interviewing. She's like doing this job to like, a, to like oversee a wake. Yeah. And it's a weird wake. I, I didn't that know was... that they did wakes that lasted that long and stuff. Yeah. That and like overnight definitely gave me the creeps when they said that. And I was like, wait, that there's no way this is like a real thing. <laughs> and then like, she's just sitting at this wake and no one's showing and it's up. weird it's a storm right so nobody's showing up and it's like creepy that she's stuck in the room with this dead person by herself <laughs> yeah very very oh, creepy <laughs> hello hello i watched vhs 94 with jess she's watched all the other ones with me and and this this segment in particular was the scariest for her she was not having this <laughs> <laughs> she's like i don't like this this is fucked up <laughs> yeah because it's like she's just sitting there and nothing's happening then that i want to know what this once again it's like in 20 minutes they like there's so many questions like who's that guy that showed up that just yeah like he shows up and he attends and, then and he leaves. he chained the door shut right because when she goes back to the door that he obviously had to have came in and left out it's chained shut from the outside so he had to have done it yeah, I don't, like, he must have been the one who resurrected the corpse or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure his involvement. That That's super interesting, though. It's kind of like the uh, the Ratma thing in that it, it leaves it up to discussion, you know, for you to decide what, like, what the fuck was really going on there. Yeah, and then, like, she called, I like how she's calling the, like, the people who run the 
funeral home, and they're just like, hey, just look inside the casket. It's fine. And you like, just this, open it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like this person had like a very tragic death, and they're like, well, we put him back together as best as we could. That's why it's closed casket. <laughs> so she's like, I don't want to look, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not gonna open that thing. <laughs> like it's it literally just moved five minutes ago. Like that. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. And even when when the uh, like the bosses were there at the beginning, the coffin was off kilter like it was crooked and they had to fix it yeah yeah i think that they that were, was like the first hint you got at it kind of yeah i think that they were like in on it or something Maybe it's so. gotta be some sort of i didn't consider that but they could have been yeah because this the, the last time she called they're like okay if you're not gonna go open the casket don't call again or you're fired like they were yeah. kind of dicks about it you know so like it kind of would make you think maybe they were in on it yeah like sacrifice i love the part too where his head fell and he, he was he couldn't see right because he hears by sound. He's like a clicker kinda from Last of Us. Yeah. And his head like fell out of the coffin, and she, like it wasn't doing anything but just laying there. And as as Haley, the girl, is watching it, the man, the the dead body's across the room, walking around looking for her after it's came to life. And the the like <laughs> the head opens its eyes and i was waiting on that shit i'm like if that head opens its eyes she's screwed man that thing's gonna know where she's at and it did and it comes charging at her yeah the uh the effects on that looked really good i'm assuming yeah, it was like a prop floor and like that was actually someone's head or the head that maybe yeah i'm not sure yeah because it was like part of it, it wasn't even the full head wasn't it wasn't it like half the head or like three quarters of that yeah head? it was like part of the head or something yeah, it was really cool looking the yeah, effects on that and on the body too yeah that's that in general like uh so we didn't mention this but this was produced by bloody disgusting shutter radio silence who is doing the scream uh, uh yeah that's that's reboot. interesting but uh <laughs> like they gave him the budget to make really good effects and stuff and i definitely think that was a highlight for all sure around. that definitely helped it yeah and all the the last segment doesn't have a lot of effects work, but the other three definitely the effects are the highlights. Yeah, the effects in the last one are kind of like all practical. Like it's there's some body explosions and shit, but I think it's all it seems like it's all practical. Well, it's all pra practical in all of them. Like Ratma's practical. That had I guess so. Yeah, yeah for the most Timo's has some CG, but that's the most. Yeah, and and it kind of it had to. I think. Yeah. And I, I'm curious how they did the with the empty wake, how it closes out is a storm or the, a tornado within the storm hits the funeral home and it just rips everything out the fucking side of the building. And that's where it looks really cool, too, because it like you see it just rip everything out like it's pretty cool. Yeah, the building of that segment was great, too. Like it was very, you know, slow and like you could tell she was uneasy. So it kind of you as a viewer is uneasy and then it just boom, it happens. You know, the casket right. falls, the body comes out. <laughs> yeah, once it started, it started, <laughs> you know? <laughs> After uh, the tornado hits, she climbs out the window, and you don't kind of know what happens or where she went. But, assumedly, she's, like, infected or possessed with whatever had the body, right? Yeah. And she's been set free and unleashed into the world. I thought Simon tweeted something about this. Uh, let me... If I can pull up a story. Did he? He tweeted something about uh, the ending. Someone asked him a oh, question. Oh, yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah, someone asked him a question, and he responded. Oh, right here. 
a hey spoilery question inbound at the end once the storm passes is she still herself or is she like edwards who is the guy in the casket right sorry for asking yeah. this in such a vague way i don't want to ruin the flick for others and he said the second option so that means she is okay. like edwards that's what i was thinking because because jess was like so is she okay and i'm like i don't think so i think she's like got whatever was in him and her now even her movement was weird, right? The way she, like, climbed out the window and stuff was almost, like, robotic and weird. Not like herself. Yeah, and I just want to shout out uh, Kyle Legend. I I'm sure I butchered that name. K-Y-A-L Legend. That's who played. Because it was essentially a one-woman show the whole time. She's, like, the only person yeah. you see, really, for a large chunk of it. And, like, her performance was great. Yeah, it carries the whole thing. It, it does a really good job. Yeah, and I just I see Simon here tweeting that uh give her props and uh not listen on the IMDb page, so uh Oh wow I, I'm, yeah. it's fixed now. Someone in the comments fixed it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, because she definitely deserves credit for that. That was great. But uh yeah, and then it cuts back to, to Holy Hell for a second again. Uh and the officers have found like body parts and shit at this point and mannequins in like stalls in the bathroom and at this point, I think if I was one of the SWAT team members, I'd be like, it's probably time to roll back to the truck, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just... And they do. Uh, they actually, at that point, start talking about leaving. Um, and then, like, this voice comes over the, the speakers, and a TV starts to play footage from a laboratory. And that's how we get taken into Timo's segment. Timo Chijanto. The subject is in this segment. Yeah, I love how this one opens, too, with the guy. It's just, like, a floating head, and he's got, like, mechanical legs yeah. like, sticking out of him, and it's just, like... like spider legs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's like a dude's head just hanging up in between these, like, these this vice with, the, like, the spider legs, and you can tell he's, like, being given some kind of shock treatment stuff to, like, wake him back up, and... He like falls out of the restraints and catches on fire and it obviously didn't work. And then you see the that's what I was curious about. It's like so it shows three different people, right? Like he has to how many dead bodies does he have for like his failed experiments? You know, you gotta gotta be a lot. You gotta think like, (laughs) you know, he takes someone apart. He's like, ah, man, that fucked up. You know, just throw the body in the trash. We're done. Next one. Right. (laughs) Like how many people has he killed at this point? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh it reminded me of um there's a there's a uh Larry Fessenden movie called uh, Depraved. And it's kind of a scientist kid and it's the, the same thing by the end of that movie dude his body count is racked up so high because of the same reason like the first 10 were like utter failures right from the start right so you got to imagine that this like you said this guy's got a pile of bodies you know yeah. <laughs> which i i wonder h- how much they imply the stuff that's in the framing story is directly from the segments you know what do you mean because it's like it's they tie it in very like like the empty wake was the was the um right before it they showed the church thing right and then the the subject it's all the body parts so it's kind of like they they almost take elements from the segment and place them in the uh in the framing story to set it up which is kind of cool yeah that would makes me think that the framing story was like done afterwards right like, it's like they, they, they had all these shores and they're just like, eh, you know, make them work together. Yeah, which makes, figure out a way to tie them together. Which is almost a harder way to do it. And we talked about this a little bit before, but like anthology films in particular, 
we were trying to think of one that like the framing story you know was like was, was not an afterthought. one of the highlights yeah and like yeah a scare me for sure which we talked about on a few episodes ago but like even that is like it's not a really an anthology because it's the same actors just telling yeah. stories so it's all not, in the cabin the one location yeah. so it's not really like it is an anthology kind of it's an anthology light i guess yeah well and, the, and then i brought up southbound which kind of is the absence of a framing story almost like all the stories tie in directly like as one ends another one is beginning so somebody who entered the scene at the end of one is who the next one's gonna follow you know yeah there's almost is no framing story in that one yeah see that sounds super interesting to me i have to watch that yeah i like that aspect that's probably my favorite way i've seen somebody do an anthology so like for instance if somebody walked out in the street or something and a car hit them then the next one would follow the person driving the car if the one in the last one got hit, you know? So yeah. like it's like replacing the the lead character. Yeah, exactly. That one is not found footage though, so it's definitely easier to pull that off, you know. Couldn't you do I it like would be... found footage, like they have a camera and then like at the end of it they lose the camera and then like it picks up with someone picking up the camera and putting like the batteries That'd back be cool. in. Yeah. Yeah, like a the... lost and found camera kind of thing. Yeah, and then they like uh overwrite the other thing on it or like get a new tape that yeah, someone finds be all the tapes or something yeah that'd be cool to do it like like that where it was kind of a lost and found camera that'd be a really cool way to to do it found footage and have it feel natural you know yeah just and it would kind of it'd be the absence of a framing the framing story is just the camera existing you know yeah and it has to be an indestructible camera of course yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like it starts out the first short is it's a black box in an airplane. So the airplane crashes and it hits the ground and somebody gets the camera out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Chronicle, like they I mean they have straight up superpowers and they're like flying and shit. Like I mean clearly the camera there has to die or like they're flying so fast that like it breaks that shit the would fly apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you jump off a building and land and the camera's like not broken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so back to timo's segment um it's about uh, a scientist and he's pretty much like assembling his own human like frankenstein monsters essentially it is frankenstein and we uh we were talking about this on the discord that it is very similar to uh frankenstein's army which i brought up on uh the found footage episode yeah that was one of the ones i went and watched after that episode and i thought that was super cool the uh I think it 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 had a lot more restraint as far as the camera, right? Because it was that thirty seconds every year or whatever they had to change the the thing out. So it it was gave Timo the advantage of being able to do it all without that you know like crutch that's like holding him back, kind of. Because I had to make it more difficult for the Frankenstein's army guy. Yeah, and the best part of Timo's segment is that one of them gets an implant in their eye. That's like a yes. Which we've seen before in VHS, uh, VHS two, uh, Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard's segment, like he gets that cybernetic eye that like sees ghosts. Yeah, that one was a, yeah, like an actual cybernetic eye, and this this one feels more like a camera, like a wireless camera, because it has a battery thing in the corner and everything. Yeah, yeah I, I the second I saw the battery thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna end with the battery dying. And you know, that's what. Yeah, I asked Jess, what happens when that dies? <laughs> and it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but, the way they kind of, when the cops show up and they flip to that the cops camera who's recording the the kind of infiltration, that was really cool and clever. 
Yeah, it's it's a way to do a multi-camera found footage thing that, like, you don't see... Don't, I haven't seen a lot of found footage that do the multi-camera approach, right? Like, because they had... I, it's way more common to be just one person carrying one camera. Because, like, also the scientists had that high-quality, like, DSLR, you know, camera sitting that's like, on a tripod or whatever that was used right. part of it. That was, like, you know, it didn't have any of the artifacts or anything. It's super good. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, uh, it, I think that's one aspect of found footage that's really untapped is like the scientific approach to stuff. Because scientists always have it like, there, you don't have to explain a camera in a scientific setting whatsoever. It's like, why would there not be a camera there? You know? Yeah, we're like researching shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like it explains itself. So you kind of, if we, if we get into the kind of ideas we have for found footage, that's definitely my, one of mine I want to bring up at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I really like, too, before even the cops show up, it's like he's on the news report. Like, you could see they're like, we have found him. Uh, This is who it is. He's like, he he knows he's caught. And then, you know, it. of course, they break in humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it kind of harkens back to you said he probably killed so many people. He definitely has because the cop is like, he's like, so you're going to arrest me? And he's like, no, we're not going to arrest you. And he like pulls out his gun and you know, like, this guy's done terrible shit and they don't care about taking him to jail they're gonna kill him yeah they just fucking kill him on the spot and he's gone uh, (laughs) yeah but what what unleashes after that is just epic it's like all of his creations come to life and then like some of it follows man that one with the big hand is crazy the blade hand yeah the blade hand that's sick super sick and uh you see it kind of earlier in the movie too earlier in the the segment He's like working on that thing. You see the like blade hand, and it kind of hints at that maybe that's you're gonna see that thing get up, you know? Yeah, like all the other experiments were like, like his like ideas or whatever, but that one was made to like defend him, you know, if shit hits the fan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the one he got to work first, so that like no matter what after that, he had like some defense. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one that's like, hey. <laughs> I'm not gonna die because this thing's gonna protect me. But of course, he couldn't get it up in time. But uh, right, yeah, it leads on to an old full-on shootout, badass. You know that w- the one, I guess, human hybrid android thing, the one with the implant in the eye or like the camera in the yeah. eye. Like you see a lot of it through the first-person perspective, and like eventually that one gets a gun. It's first-person. Looks like Hardcore Henry. Super yeah, I was about cool. to say it. Big hardcore Henry vibes. Yeah, like that was sick. Some of the the muzzle effects looked really bad, but <laughs> yeah, I did notice that the gun, the the like muzzle flashes looked a little. I pointed that out when we were watching. I'm like, man, those muzzle flashes look weird, don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. Um, but other than that, I think all the effects looked solid. That was definitely the one that stuck out as like it was off. But everything else looked solid, especially yeah. all the like body horror stuff, the like experiment shit, you know. Yeah, and, like, I love how it effortlessly switches between, like, that action stuff with, like, the grenades blowing up and the guns and the sword fighting and and that it's, like, the, yeah. ho- the horror of that thing chasing her, you know, and she's defenseless. Yeah, and I liked that they had one of the cops who was kind of, like, sympathetic to her situation. Like, yeah, the rest of them were super douches, and he was like, I want to help you. I get that you didn't want this, you know? Yeah, because, like, the one with the implant in the eye or whatever is, like, the missing girl that they've been looking for. And, like, right. they track it back to that scientist. So, like, that's... They found who they're looking for, and, like, you know, most of the... 
I think like the lead cops, like that's not them anymore, you know, like, right. But then, you know, there's that. And it's clear the girl wants to live still. Yeah. And the cop, that one lead cop doesn't care. He's like going to shoot her and the other one stops him. Yeah. But overall, just like a really, really badass segment. And there's like really cool chase sequences and action sequences and, you know, the body horror stuff. And even the setup of it was just like, this is probably my favorite segment in any VHS. This is really cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It definitely, like, in it, there's no doubt in my mind that this one's my favorite by far, like, segment for segment. Because, like, they're all really good in their own way. Yeah. It's hard, too, because, like, you know that it's going to get batshit insane, right? Like, after the first two, you're like, oh, this exactly. is, you know, that's the formula VHS has gone. It's like, it starts off innocently enough, presents you the idea, then the idea goes crazy, then it just ends. But, like... Yeah. To shock you with the, with the, I don't know, just the sheer action. And it's kind of like exactly what he did with the um, Safe Haven segment was like the suicide yeah. pact and all that shit. Just like, it's it's unexpected, you know? Yeah, it like sets it up with the like Vice news team kind of showing up to, to document this weird cult. And then it just, you start realizing that this was a very special day and like, there's a reason they didn't let anybody in until today. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, Timo really, I don't know, the concept is great. You know, yeah, definitely. great execution, like, you could tell he had a plan in place, and, you know, there's a reason they gave him that middle slot of, like, because his segment's, like, 40 minutes, I want to say, if not. He's definitely the longest one by a long shot. Yeah, well, it's, like, multiple segments in one, because, like, the scientist is shot, like, 10 minutes into it, you're like, oh, it could end there, but then, like, right. it's this, you know, the the thing coming to life and killing all the police officers. And you're like, oh, it could end right there, you know? All the police officers are dead, all the, you know? But then, like... Then it follows the girl. Yeah. The missing girl, and it's like... It is kind of like multiple segments, you're right. Yeah, and then she, like, gets her weapon, and then she could fight back, and then, you know, it keeps going. Yeah. And and then it builds and... Yeah, that was sick. The, like, the, the modular arm that she had that, like, snapped into that machine gun with the grenade launcher. That was so badass. Yeah, and I like how you can see, like, the blueprint, too, of it earlier on. So yeah. you can, like, see... You can, like, from that moment, you're like, that's what she has to get. Get that. You right. Know? And you're like... Yeah, it was like a video game. You found the hint, and you knew what you needed to get, you know? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> you're rooting for her to make it out, even though you know she's not... No. She's like yeah, I think, machine. I think part. I audibly was like, oh, hell yeah, when she picked that thing up. Because yeah. I knew that was she was going to get out, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you're like rooting for her to get out even though she's like, you know, completely not herself. <laughs> right. Yeah, devoid of her. of her. She's humiliated, kind of, and her humanity has been stripped from her. But you definitely want her to get out, and it's like you're rooting for her in that. Yeah, that moment when she picks that modular firearm thing up and snaps it on, you're like, shit is about to get real. (laughs) Just a fantastic segment all around. Um, Yeah, definitely. And uh, I forget how it goes back to the framing story. Well, they so it shows that the two two girls have, uh, Nash and Petro are their names, have kidnapped the kind of... Oh, yeah, that's right. The... uh, the other guy who's still with him, Spivy, I think is how that's pronounced. Yeah. Um, and everybody's looking for him or whatever. And, like, one of the girls says, like, forever starts right now in front of, like, all these TV screens. And one of the other guys is, like, radioing over and, and Petro's like, don't lose your head. And he collapses and, like, goes into a trance. And it, like, there's a TV behind him that it kind of, like, zooms in on, you know? And it 
cuts into the final segment of uh, VHS 94 called Terror, which was written and directed by Ryan Prowse. And um, the guy who was in front of the TV, right, in the, in the framing story is actually in this segment. Uh, and they call back to it afterwards uh, that, that, oh, you were in that last video, weren't you? And kind of, because this one's about some extremist militia, kind of a, a, almost a comment on, the, on the, the insurrection of the Capitol that happened. You know, Definitely and, big vibes of that right off the bat because yeah. like they got you know the the flags you know all the the trucks and the you know they're all wearing like blue jeans and <laughs> yeah exactly they have that it's like, like these redneck white supremacists you know yeah uh, and like they never even like have to a, say it and like they know like that's just i don't know it's it's effective and it's also like just really smart direction timely you know you could tell yeah, ryan definitely. prowse you know had a something to say with he had a message here yeah for sure yeah and like it kind of so it, it follows these domestic terrorists as they're plotting this bombing of a of a of government building in detroit and as i say wasn't it in it, the midwest too yeah it was in Mich- Mich- michigan it was in detroit yeah and uh they have this like compound like this rural compound it's like a farm almost and there's these like prison cells that they have in there that's like covered in crosses and stuff and i at first i'm like what in the fuck is going on like what are they doing with these people in these prison cells and as the story reveals itself it's you see how smart it's written to they have vampires These people are vampires and they're using the blood to make bombs yeah which like that's so crazy that's such a good idea (laughs) yeah and i love how it's filmed it's filmed like a like a diy like like film yeah, I wonder if this was shot on, like, beta or VHS or something, because the quality looks like it was. It looks like a shitty YouTube video for, like, hey, this is me and my friend's gonna go blow shit up. Because, like, there's a part where they blow up that uh, box or whatever that, I forget what was in it. Right, they test it. Yeah, there's a rabbit they put in a cage, and they inject it with the with the vampire's blood. And as the sun's coming up, because that's how oh, they're gonna do right. it, is they're gonna drop the bomb off, like, when it's dark. And when the sun comes up, it's gonna explode. Yeah, but it, it like, has that very YouTube feel to it of, like... You know, early yeah. early age of the internet video vibes to it. <laughs> yeah, like something that you would see, like a militia, domestic terrorism militia post on like Facebook or something. You know, yeah, of them like taking back the country or whatever. There's some kind of crazy shit they're spouting. You know, yeah, yeah. This was a it, it was hard to follow up Timo segment, but I definitely think that this. I mean, it's it's another strong one, and I don't think it like yeah. was weak or. You know, because it would have been very easy to be like, oh, man, that was not good following up Timos. But I do think this one's like just really good, too. And like, yeah, the supernatural element, too, was really unexpected kind of from the, from the opening, because I was I was thinking something else was going to happen. Right. But then, yeah, yeah, when they were once they inject the rabbit is where it kind of starts to become come, come into the surface anyway of what's happening, you know, because I was wondering why did why were they screaming about the sun coming up you know he's like the sun's coming up hurry the fuck up hurry up and i'm like why does it matter if the sun's coming up and then i realized that the sun detonated it and so i'm like huh what what does this mean now you know and then like it it starts to kind of it was paced very well i think yeah and they have them in like arm uh what those people call like stalls yeah, like a stall in the barn yeah and they're like messing around with them like jackass style hey you go in here and do this you know it's stupid ass shit <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that I yeah forgot. they got the guy who's like watching the security cameras named steve they're yeah like make them they're all drunk and like partying yeah and they dare him i forget what they dare him to do 
Well, they first they want him to go in there and kiss his corpse. That's what it was. And, like, kiss the corpse. Yeah. As he leans down there and does it, the guy's head like slings forward and sprays blood all over him, and they're like laughing, drunk and shit. And then the next, it like after that cuts to the next morning after the party or whatever, and which. That shows you the intelligence of these fucking morons. Of that they got a vampire in the barn and every single person but one got pissed drunk. And like <laughs> <laughs> uh, And the next morning it all goes to hell because then Steve's turned into a vampire from getting the blood in his mouth and he walks outside and his body just explodes as soon as he hits the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you could hear the vampire in the barn like Rah! Like, like screaming and freaking out and you're like you know they're screwed Terry's <laughs> fucking dead do not fire until I give the order <laughs> who, who are we missing um. Who? Fucking Reed. Steve. Steve was on desk last night. Has anyone seen him? Steve! Is that you, boy? Just a really chaotic ending. <laughs> yeah, I liked the uh, how they, like, kind of decide they're gonna go in the barn and kill it and if they bring the camera with them and they're like got their shotgun and shit like they're gonna go in there and kill this vampire and they just get absolutely wrecked <laughs> yeah but that's like how it would be like because those sort of people are very much like hey i could just solve every problem with a fucking shotgun you know with a gun yeah exactly <laughs> liquor and a and gun it turns out <laughs> liquor a, and a, a gun. chuck that uh, you can't kill you can't solve that vampire with a gun <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a tie between maybe Terror and 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 Storm Dream for me. I, I really like those two, and man, I like Timos too, and and the Empty Wake. They're all really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very very tough to uh, choose one, which I think is, you know, that's a a good anthology right there for you. You know, yeah, definitely because like like we said before, it's like the other ones. There's been at least a segment in that I didn't really care for, you know, and so like, and that's almost the case with every anthology. Because uh, yeah. it's just so inconsistent, you know? but this one, this one definitely nailed all the segments. Uh, yeah, and, they and the framing story isn't like bad. It's it's fine. It works, you know. I just think the ending, the reveal, is not as like uh, good as I'd hoped. You know, it led somewhere I totally didn't expect, but it was cool and it was kind of like darkly comedic. You know. Yeah, which is kind of like the Ratma thing was like darkly comedic too. And yeah, then... it opened and wrapped it up kind of the same way yeah I, yeah i think uh, man that ratma segment is so good like i want hail ratma merch right i would get a hail ratma shirt yeah <laughs> you know how many sure. questions you'd get if you had a hail ratma shirt on you'd be like what is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want one of those um you know they have like the bumper stickers or whatever that say like jesus saves i want one that says like ratma saves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i see somebody got a tattoo of ratma did they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so someone... That was fast. They moved so fast. Yeah, I think Bloody Disgusting retweeted it or uh, Shudder did, one of the two. Man. <sighs> Taking Ratma to the grave, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think this one really hits. This is this is probably my favorite of, of the VHS franchise. And I, I quite like the others, but I just think this one's 
segment for segment the strongest. You know? Yeah, and it's just like it's it's a fun watch. It's not like really super like deep or thought. Like you're not gonna be like, oh my god, that's like you're gonna ponder it for a long time because it's yeah, exactly. But like they're all fun, you know. Yeah, they're all different. Yeah, I think so and too. like have a different like night because they they're all nineties like feel nineties, but like they're all shot differently. Because, like, Storm Drain's, yeah. like, the news segment. Empty Wake is, like, a kind of a a vlog. Or I don't even know how you describe it. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, like a, well, like a funeral home would record a funeral. Yeah, it's, almost, it's just tripods. It's, it's almost all, like, like tripod a paranormal activity. Set, y- yeah, man. it kind of is. Yes. Yeah, with static, a lot of static camera shots. Yeah, and then the subject is, like, that flipping perspective of the first person, the, you know, the handheld and the... Like the camera the scientist has set up, and then Terror yeah. is shot like a a you that that one shot like a YouTube vlog, really. <laughs> like hey, yeah, hey, yeah, like, hey, watch me and my friends be fucking dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, like they framed it like like if these terrorists were ca- these were carrying around you know a camera like they were documenting their great uh retaking of it, America or whatever the fuck. And what's crazy is like it feels ninety, but it also feels very recent because like you could still see somebody doing some dumbass shit like that, you know? Like yeah, in exactly. two thousand twenty one. Exactly. Yeah, I think it, it 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 does a good job at feeling both retro and timely, you're right. And uh and it definitely conceptually just goes for the fences, you know, and I think they nail it on, on all of them. Yeah, you, you could tell each of the, uh, like, the writers and directors and the, you know, people who made the the creatures, because I guess, like, the theme of it is, like, creature features, right? Because, like, yeah. the subject was, like, the mechanical android-human hybrid sort of shit. Terror was the vampires. The Empty Wake was, like, the reanimated corpse. And Storm Drain was Ratma. So, like, they all yeah. have, like, a creature... It definitely was kind of the creature, the creature feature of the VHSs, I think, because, like you said, they all kind of have one. Yeah, and it just—it seems like they all had a lot of fun making them, and you know, putting them into these stories and filming it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like, sure. and it's short. Like, uh, I want to say it's ninety minutes, right? Wow. Ninety-two I think minutes. It's a hundred minutes, isn't it? Oh, okay, but I Is think it? yeah, it's I... fair because there's—I mean, that's four segments, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say I think uh it might end at like ninety two minutes or something, you know, with the credits. Yeah, yeah, that's true because there's credits and stuff too. Yeah, and there's a lot of credits because there's five shorts really, yeah. or like five production teams. Because I believe this was all filmed like during COVID, like quarantine. So like they're all filmed separately and probably so. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't I think about that any overlap in uh like production team. Was that like? Yeah, that I'm curious how all... they go about these. Do they do they bring everybody together? That's what. Yeah. Do they, or do they just say, "Hey, get your people together, make this short, and then we'll put it all together." I wonder what the process is for, for yeah. these films. Because, like, obviously, like the directors, like you know, Timo isn't going to go watch Ryan Prowse make his or whatever, right? But yeah. like, do like the camera people and the prop people and all those people travel to set to set? You know, to help. yeah. I'm not sure about that. I think on this one for sure they were all separate because you know just like f- the feeling was very was very different and very I think similar. it would probably be more effective they probably do that every time just because it'd make it feel different from each one if if a different person was using the camera every time and you kind of don't this is the one exception to you don't want that that similar style to, yeah. to be throughout the whole thing yeah you don't really want that cohesion right exactly that's the word I was looking for uh 
I just wonder, uh, I guess to, to, to close out the episode quickly, where do they go next? No? That's a... Because I think there's so many... The thing with this series is, and I think you mentioned that, like, what, which, which was it viral that they had Rob Zombie slated to do one and he couldn't, he just couldn't come up with a, a, a story idea he liked to, yeah, it to was, do for it? Yeah, it was for viral, yep. Uh, and I wonder if that's if because it's just there's so many directions this would go. It's they probably have trouble figuring out where to go with it, and also how to make it somewhat cohesive so that they don't feel totally random. You know, one to the one to the next because there is a there has to be I think somewhat of a of a vibe that they all have to have. You know, yeah, for it to work. But I I think the the scientific area is super untapped. Uh, like I was saying, and I think I tweeted the other day about I'd like to see a found footage movie done within a surgical room and, and use like the laparoscopic camera that they look inside someone's body with and like find a creature living inside somebody. I think that'd be super cool. What I was thinking about before this episode of, of how you could because because I'd kind of in the tweet thread went into how you'd make it a feature or whatever, but I was trying to think of how to make it into a VHS segment for this. And I think it would eliminate, if you did it this way, the, the framing issue, too, of, like, a new hire, say, at, like, an experimental government medical facility where they have, like, you know, rare cases that the, they're using to, like, do whatever with, whatever kind of shady shit the government would do with medical anomalies, you know? And uh, so you have this new hire who's going from room to room and getting a tour, and each room he goes in could be a different segment, uh... And maybe at the end, you know, the the organism that comes out of the guy is getting bigger and stronger as he consumes humans, and maybe there's more than one of them. Maybe they wreck the whole facility. I don't know. Usually, you got to think of a tragic end. These things all end in complete tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole building is blown up. <laughs> right? Yeah, these things engulf the whole building. Like I don't know, <laughs> like a doom type thing, you know? But they're they're in this weird government facility and going from room to room or something. Yeah, or like this. Like, you could do it where, like, that sort of a creature got a hold of people, right? And, like, each person reacts differently. So it could set up, you know. Yeah. Or different people have different reactions to, or, like, things that happen. That's true, yeah. Like, four different, it manifests itself differently within the people. That'd be a cool way of approaching it, too. And it, like we were talking about before, I think any kind of scientific route you take or, or medical route, the camera just is explains itself, you know, so that'd make it super easy to focus on what's happening in the short versus would they really be filming this or like, you know, having to question what you're shooting. I think that'd leave it, leave it kind of open to, to do a lot with, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. There's so many different, like it's, it's infinite really the ways they could take the series. Yeah. Cause there were like at times and, uh, like, but, like, they're so stupid, I guess. Like, in terror, the last segment of this one, you're like, why are they still filming? But, like, also at the same time, it's like, they're clearly stupid, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, why would, you, why would you get the guy to follow you in there to kill this thing with a camera? And I guess it'd be to, to show you're a badass and you kill the vampire with a shotgun, because that's how these people's minds work. <laughs> yeah, and it's like storm drain, like, once, they, once shit starts hitting the fan. But I guess, I think uh, one of the cult members picked up the camera, right? I was about to say, I think it, after it they did. kidnapped the people, it's the cult members filming. It so. is, yep. And then it switches back to the news reporter finding her. Uh, so yeah, like, once they let her go, they give her the camera to take with her. Yeah, the you know? empty wake was all the, like, the, ca- like the property camera. Uh, yeah. 
subject had the first person thing that was like part of her that she couldn't take out. And obviously the battery thing played into it, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked that, that they made the battery play. Because you knew once he was dead, that thing's not getting recharged, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, where are you going to get a battery at, you know? <laughs> and like, right. are you going to care about Yeah, what if that thing battery? was proprietary? <laughs> How, what, that thing probably ain't micro USB, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Not in 1994, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like, that's some proprietary, like, creation this guy made. You know it's not getting recharged, so you're like, her time is limited. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that they definitely have a future of this if they pursue it. You know, this, this is a series that could keep running if they just keep thinking of ideas for it. And there's a lot of ways they could go. So, yeah, I'm, I will watch every single one they put out for sure. Are there any <laughs> uh, filmmakers that you would like to see make a segment for a VHS, a future VHS? Hmm. That's interesting. That's a good question. Because um, I'd love to see Anthony Scott Burns do one. Oh, that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, he seems uh, like a guy of many ideas. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about what directors who don't maybe typically do found footage would do. Maybe somebody like like uh, Thanos Cosmatos who did Mandy. Well, like what would that guy do for a for a VHS segment? You know? Yeah. Or even you know Ilya uh, Nashuler who did uh, Hardcore Henry. Like you know, obviously yeah. we've seen that, but like. You know, an action one, like a straight-up action one that's not horror-oriented. Yeah, that's interesting, too, is that, is that you know, VHS kind of focuses more on the, the horror stuff, but there's there's a lot of other genres you can take found footage in, which is cool, you know? Yeah. They could definitely lean into, you know, like, uh, kind of other sub subgenres within this of, of keeping it horror, but letting, you know, like you said, directors who... who do other stuff come in and kind of give it their spin, you know, like give it, make it more of a straight action thing. Like, what if Jeremy Go, Jeremy Gardner, do for a VHS segment? Text Montana. Text Montana. And he sings us. The song. ghost of Text Montana. Hell yeah. Man, I, I want to see that guy make a musical. I really do. Man, those songs in Text Montana, just hilarious. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, that, that's definitely a musical I would be at the theater to watch. Yeah, I, I, I want a Jeremy Gardner musical. <laughs> yeah jeremy gardner if you're listening to this make a musical man we're here for it <laughs> <laughs> just man those those comedy like those the songs were hilarious when he's talking about all the berries and stuff and just... yeah and like singing to his agent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're bad at your job or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> when i get back i'm gonna fire the shit out of you <laughs> There you go. A yeah, that, that movie is great. A musical VHS. It's all it's all like music videos. <laughs> that would be epic. <laughs> yeah, but Jeremy Gardner, yeah, he'd be a interesting one, and he hasn't done one yet. So I feel like he's in that group of people that they that they get you know to do these kind of things. So yeah, has Ty West done one? Uh, yeah, I know he's really tied in with this group of people. I feel like he might have though. Uh, it looks like he did VHS. one in the original VHS. Did he? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes sense if Ty West had been involved with this at some point. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's an interesting point, too, is that there's... He did... It would take a different route, depending on who you gave it to. Yeah, he did a second honeymoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I like that one. The, it was it was interesting. It I don't think it was my favorite, but, the, but it was uh, an interesting take on it with the... Um, like girl who ends up murdering her husband and has a secret lover who's following them on vacation and stuff. Yeah. What if you set it all, all around like a 
an amusement park or something and like each one's like a different oh, yeah. uh people bring cameras and stuff to those so that would be easy to do too yeah it's like a, each one's a different like attraction at it you know because like can... like final destination meets uh <laughs> meets vhs yeah. <laughs> the house of mirrors <laughs> yes there you go house of mirrors and like um one of the uh what do they call them? Like the horror rides or whatever, where you just sit in kind of a cart and ride through it. The yeah, or walk through it, you know, or whatever. Um, and then obviously, a roller coaster accident is a go-to. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would definitely watch one set in a music park for sure. <laughs> Make it like one of those big ones, like Six Flags, though, not like a tiny carnival, like an actual amusement park, so you have space to be more creative. You know, yeah, or like not even an amusement park, like a Disney World, you know, with the big, big attractions, you know, big, yeah, that would be cool, big set pieces. And like, it's like Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. Obviously, you can't do it in Disney World. You think Disney would allow a horror movie to be filmed? Yeah, Disney it? would. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> what if Disney did a found footage? What are they doing? <laughs> I don't know how Disney would go about making a found footage movie. That'd be a hell of a movie to see. <laughs> yeah, that would be super cool. A, a big scale amusement park like that. And. It would open it up, like you said, to a lot of possibilities. I, I think thinking of settings like that where cameras are present a lot makes it definitely easier to execute the, the ideas like you want. You don't have to explain yourself as much. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this before, too. Like, now every problem is solved with a phone, too. So, you know, yeah. you gotta, if you make that part of it, I don't know. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think probably the 94 setting help too is nobody has cell phones yeah you know that that part's gone and it's like it, it's interesting to see how horror movies do away with phones if they're if they're not technologically you know non-existent if they're there how do they do away with them you know yeah <laughs> yeah there you go a smartphone horror film all filmed on a smartphone you know they VHS. did a i've never watched it but they did a vhs uh uh that's considered part of the series a vhs film on snapchat and nice. i don't i've never seen it i'm sure it's online somewhere but it was all done through snapchat so it was all vertical i believe and mm, okay yeah vhs short horror shorts for uh yeah you can't find it anymore it looks like it brings you to a dead page I'm sure you can find them on youtube oh, really? or something though yeah maybe someone's got it up there somewhere but i'd like to see that that'd be interesting to see how they framed it with kind of the advanced technology you know yeah because i mean You'd have to do them quicker, though, so like they can't be 40 minutes. They've got to be five minutes, so, you know, it's like... Yeah, I'd like to see that, though, and see see how they did that. I don't know what any of the shorts... I've not read anything about it, because I, I hope to track it down and watch it someday. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're looking to rewatch any of the other VHS films, you can you can find them on AMC+, and obviously you've already seen this one, but if you want to rewatch it, Shudder. And I'm definitely going to pick up the Blu-ray when it comes out to complete the uh, collection. You, yeah. you got to. Yeah, well, and I, I'm interested to see what extra stuff is on there. Yeah, I want to see the making of our Ratma there. Hail Ratma. That'd be so cool, yeah. Hail Ratma. <laughs> if uh, you're looking for a slew of movie reviews, check out uh, the website. Nick's got the spoiler-free VHS where he dove into some stuff that we, did, that we didn't mention here. So maybe you want to you know, accompany this episode with that. Go check that out. And I've got, I think there were 14 altogether uh, Fantastic Fest reviews, so... I watched a lot of stuff, and I, I talked about all of them on the website. So I'll, I'll link to to our site in the description, and you know, hey, all right. right. Well.